So many of you know, these last few weeks we've been doing this particular recitation. It's called the Five Remembrances, or the Buddha's Five Subjects for Frequent Recollection. And the encouragement isn't just to do it on Sunday morning together, but uh, memorize it. So those of you online could just make a copy um, of this document. But I made some paper copies for those in the room. So if you want to take one with you. And it's just bringing these five subjects for frequent recollection, just bringing them to mind. And don't try to make it have an effect, just like you're dropping it into your mind and let it have the effect that it has. And to do that every day. So you might put it next to your bed or on your refrigerator or wherever you're going to see it and you have a little spacious time to just drop in each of these five reflections. So let's do that together now. I am of the nature to age. I have not gone beyond aging. I am of the nature to sicken. I have not gone beyond sickness. I am of the nature to die. I have not gone beyond dying. All that is mine, beloved and pleasing, will become otherwise, will become separated from me. teachings, that last one on karma might seem a little strange, being the owner of karma, heir to karma, born of karma, related to karma. And the idea is kind of changing how we see, sense ourselves, that what this is, what this me, Mark, is, is just that dance, that cumulative movement of all the impressions 
that have been laid down through my actions. So we're all of us bundles of tendencies, inclinations. Where did those impulses, tendencies come from? Every time we do things with intention, we become the person who did that thing with intention. So the mind right now, this mind that I have, that I'm experiencing, that bundle of tendencies that I'm experiencing, that bundle is the continuation of previous actions done with intention. So if I was skillful, then what I'm experiencing right now is the continuation of that mind stream of the one who was skillful, who was patient, who was loving, if I was unskillful. So the mind is a, like a, a river. Who we are, it's not that we don't exist. You know, there's that teaching in Buddhism we'll get to in this series of talks about the three characteristics. We'll get to the teachings on the impersonal nature. But it doesn't mean we don't exist. It's not a nihilistic teaching. It just means it's a change in how we relate to what this is. We relate to this not as Mark, me, as a fixed entity, but more like a changing and natural process. And that changing, unfolding process is conditioned by actions done with intention, including even intentional thoughts, words, deeds. That's what is moving right now in our minds, our hearts, it's sort of what has been laid down, the impressions that have been laid down. And you'll notice, like if I act out and I'm, you know, close, close myself off to my partner because they deserve it, you know, then in the next moments, if I had the, the sort of wise um, sense to check, I would feel the reverberation that this, me, is the continuation of that unskillful act. That's what's happening now. And it's just happening in a very like complex way because obviously who we are is the dance of many, many, many actions and intentions. And it's not the only conditioning force in our minds, like our intentional actions. There are other things that happen, like if it's cold out, that the weather also conditions this mind stream, right? So anyway, I wanted to just give a little background for those who aren't familiar with that word karma. It just means actions of thought, word, and body, actions done with intention, or actions that leave an impression is another way to think of it. So let's settle into our meditation time now. Let go of the words, adjust the body as you need to. And then as best we can, we'll settle into a relative stillness in the body. It won't be perfect. So we don't need to be judgmental if we notice that the body adjusts.
It can be helpful just as a simple ritual to take a couple of breaths, longer, deeper breaths in and out. And we use this beginning ritual just as a way of coming more fully into the experience of the sitting body in a way we're befriending the body and not so much the idea of the body but the felt sense as if everything belongs nothing needs to be excluded And because we've been choosing to highlight the characteristic of change, just as we become more familiar, more relaxed and intimate with what we call the body, we can notice, highlight this element of change So whatever the body is, we're noticing that it's changing, unfolding. Of course, on the surface, the experience of sensation may may appear to be fixed or solid or permanent. The more we relax, which allows for greater intimacy and clarity, the more we can't help but notice how alive everything is, including the body, with change. So learning to trust, to notice and to trust this sense of change. slowly learning that we don't have to oppose change, we don't have to resist what's unfolding in our experience, don't have to be in charge and control. So we're practicing mostly or specifically with the sensations here in the body, the sitting body, the breathing body, just aware of this great ocean of bodily sensations. But we're highlighting the changing nature of sensation. So wherever the attention is drawn to, See if you can discern the changing nature. Don't try too hard, just receiving the experience, whatever it is the mind is interested in.
opening to the totality of the body sitting. And part of the reality of change is that sense of uncertainty and absence of control. So we're cultivating the skill of just allowing, letting things unfold, letting things be, in this case, letting the body be. Intimacy and non-attachment, non-control, not even defining the body in any way. So sometimes we'll notice the habit of mind seeking solid ground, might be in the form of a fixed idea about something, or resisting and creating some solidity that way, getting tight in some fashion. But then when we notice that habit, We're being encouraged to notice the inevitability of change, of movement, flux, flow. And we're being encouraged to trust change, that the activity of the body is moving, the activity of the mind is moving. And with this contemplation on change, we're not trying to make some point, some philosophical point to ourselves. We're simply using this teaching from the Buddha that things are in flux, everything is changing. 
see if it can be a skillful means, helpful in becoming more clear and intimate with things as they are right now.
And even when the mind gets entangled in some drama, worrying about something, planning something, whatever, then just, as soon as you can, just be aware that that mental activity, any emotional activity associated with it, just be aware of its changing nature. Notice when it ceases. Notice when the next drama, the next mental activity begins. And notice the effect on the heart, on the mind, when we're keeping impermanence, the changing nature in mind. It has a real effect on the habit of attaching and taking things personally and getting tight about stuff. But just check this out for yourselves. Noticing the changing nature has what effect?
we notice that experience naturally ceases, and we also equally notice that experience arises. Thoughts arise, sounds arise, sensations show up, sights, mental images, and then you can count on it that experience will cease. It will fade away, pass away, or change. Become whatever's next. And again, it isn't so much about looking for change as it is about being interested in the way it is, the way it's always been the way it is here and now, whether we're tuning in to the bodily sensitivity of sight and sound and touch, and to some degree smell and taste, or we're tuning into mental activity. Everything shares this characteristic of change.
a little time, adjust your body, stretch even, whatever you need. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.